0: about work-life blend versus work-life balance and infusing meaning and purpose into every job. Dan Bruder, welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thanks, Jonathan, glad to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you back. You're joining us from Boulder, Colorado. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. Uh, you joined me for a nice conversation probably six months or so ago. Um, we're going to continue that conversation today around work-life blend versus work-life balance and try to get dig a little deeper uh, to pull that apart and to, to talk about some of those ideas. As we get started, I wanted to share Dan's bio again with everybody. Dan Bruder is the CEO of Blendification, created Blendification Build a platform that would return business to its original purpose of providing solutions that positively impact employees, customers, and communities. Dan's experience and research led to the realization that to achieve human potential, work and life must be blended. Contrary to the legacy concept of work-life balance, people pursuing meaning in their life embrace the natural connection of work and life. Blendification harmonizes work and life, unifying organizational strategy management with employee growth and development. And when employees and business work in unison, business potential and employee potential complement and feed off each other. I just love that. Uh, I think that's absolutely true. Excited to dig a little deeper and talk about work-life blend. Uh, anything else you would like to share with me or my audience by way of your background or personal context before we dive on into the conversation?
1: Yeah, um, really. The only other thing is is that uh, like you, I I do a little bit of teaching. It's not my career, but I teach at CU Boulder here. And uh, while we're having a tough year um, on the football side, uh, the school's doing quite well. I, I've also done some teaching um, in the executive MBA program up at CSU, Colorado State University. So I love the universities. I know you're in that space. And, uh, you know, what you're doing there and really impacting the future leaders of this country and really shaping where where their focus is, I think, is critical. I do it on a very, very minute scale compared to what you're doing. But, um, you know, if we're, if we're going to make changes in this world, we need to go to um, where these the, the behaviors and habits are formed. And I think the universities are a great place to do that.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for those kind words. And, yeah, I love being a professor. It's great. Uh a great place to be, a great home base, and uh, allows for opportunities to do do other cool things like this. And uh, it's a pleasure to be with you and to continue the conversation. As we get started, why don't you just start by perhaps providing a little bit of a recap for us from the last conversation and really your mindset um, and thinking around this idea of work-life blend versus work-life balance?
1: Yeah, if we go back, I mean, I I remember work-life balance back when I was in the corporate world um, working with the division of Marriott. And and, and, uh, this was back in the 90s and um, starting to age myself a little bit. Right. Uh, But back in the 90s, this work-life balance came out and and people were saying, I need more balance. I need more balance. Didn't realize it at the time. But what it was really saying is, is um, look at me at how hard I'm working. I need more balance. So it was a bit of a badge of honor to say I need to find balance that's what I was interpreting from the people that were saying that it didn't really register and then over time I've seen how this the unintended consequences of work-life balance has really shaped the way we look at work and it's typically not good so when we look at work in the context of seeking balance and by the way balance is something we can never achieve so there's a winner and loser in this equation so to speak And usually it's work being the loser because we shouldn't. I mean, given the choice, obviously we choose our home life over our work life. But what if we could look at work as a way to enhance our own life, our our, our home life, not our own life, but our home life, looking at work as the ability to enhance home life. And then we change the lens by which we view work. This is further exasperated or enhanced because we spend most of our waking time in work-related activities. So when I see people talk about, in a very negative connotation, their work, I look at them and I ask the question, do you know you spend 50% or most of your waking life doing this thing that you hate? And they start stepping back and they start wondering, well, yeah, that's I have to do this because I have to pay my bills. And that's an element of work. But the truth is, is work provides so much more value and meaning if we start looking for it. So I think there's an element of leadership and management seeking ways to enhance people's overall lives through work, but we also have to hold the employees accountable too. They need to come to work by looking at work as a way to pursue their potential as a human being. So if both management and employees come together with this idea that we can grow together I think the results are much better, and that's the idea of work-life blend. It's not about blending work with life, meaning that we're working all the time. It's the mindset of using work as a platform to grow intellectually, relationally, um, or growing our um, our wellness. All these yeah. things come together at work. That's the idea of blending, and um, I think we need to we kind of need to throw out this hashtag hashtag work-life balance thing and replace it with hashtag work-life blend
0: yeah yeah it's interesting, and you're absolutely right. there's shared responsibility uh I'm thinking of it from two angles on the on the you know business side on the corporate side you know I'm a boss, I have my people um and they're looking to me right to provide some coaching mentoring career pathways and and opportunities for progression and growth and development and et, et cetera organizations and managers should be working with their people to provide those types of opportunities, but it's not just on the manager like I can't help my I can't force my people to develop themselves right they have to be willing to do the work to develop themselves and I can assist in that process it's the same thing you know in the university space in my classroom I I often tell my students you know I'm responsible for creating a good course with good content uh, with good learning activities and assessments application activities you know all that kind of stuff um, that's on my side, that's my responsibility. And if I do that poorly, it's on me. But if I'm doing all of that and you're not learning or you're not growing and developing, um, that's on you. Like you have to take ownership over it and you have to put effort into it. It doesn't just magically happen. No one can, you know, tap you on the head with their magic wand and all of a sudden you've learned stuff. You have to do the hard work of developing. And so when we're talking about work-life blend, You know that's an extension of this idea of these the shared responsibility. It really has to go both ways in terms of respecting each other, seeing people as a whole person, respecting their boundaries, um, allowing people. You know, like you said, it's not about just having everything bleed together and always being on, always working. Mm -hmm. And I know in the mindset of some leaders, that's what it means. Um, But no, it's it's about respecting individuals, respecting their boundaries, um, giving them an opportunity to grow and have more meaningful uh, and purpose-driven life through the work that they do, um, but also then allowing them to have a family life and other things outside of work where you're not tightly controlling them and, and trying to manage everything that they're doing every day, right? And so I think ultimately, as we think about this this work-life blend idea, as you're describing it, it keeps on coming back to me as meaning and purpose in the workplace, if If I have uh, a well-designed workplace uh, with you know, as I think about the organizational design, as I think about the work design, as I think about um, you know the 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 ways that we infuse meaning and purpose into the work that our people do, I think that creates the dynamic in the environment where where work life blend can happen. and it just happens naturally at that point yeah. because. People are excited to get to work. They're excited to work on cool projects with good people. Uh, It's energizing, it's reinvigorating. And yes, sometimes that means they're willing to put in a little bit of extra, they're willing to put in extra time, extra energy, because it's not energy sapping, it's energy producing by doing these really cool things, right?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, as we look at where we are today and you reminded me of a couple things. Um the you know, COVID has obviously had a tremendous impact on um society and it has done so with work as well. And what we've found and this is based on my observation is that um employees have lost their ability to connect with other employees and belong to something meaningful. So we say employees, but what we really mean is human beings through this disconnection have lost their ability to connect and connecting and belonging is psychologically and biologically a primary driver for human beings. And when you take that primary driver away, meaning the primary driver to connect and belong, they then replace it with other things. They're going to find this, they're going to get fulfilled some other way. And sometimes that's violence. Sometimes that's um, seclusion all these different things. But the, if you don't fulfill this need, this biological and psychological need to connect and belong, what we have is people doing things that are adversarial or negative when all we need to do is create a platform to connect and belong. And business companies, our work, has supplied this, this um this need for people for decades, you know, I mean, for, you know, ever since we started going to a more workplace environment where work became this place where we connected with employees and we belong to something meaningful and that's been severed and fairly rapidly. And we see the ramifications of that. So now it's not the employee's responsibility yet. (laughs) It's the business leader's responsibility to come back in the business and use the business as a platform to create connections with employees and belonging to something meaningful. And fortunately, business has the capabilities. It's more equipped to do this than any other institution because businesses have a culture. And if they do it right, it's an intentional culture that's designed. And then they have a strategic platform that drives to where the company is going, what it stands for. And then it has the ability to engage people at a personal level in pursuit of where the business is going. So that that business structure or framework is a right way to create greater connection and belonging. So like I said, business already has the capabilities to do this. If we take this process and take it down into everything that we should be doing within business, but the goal of this is to create greater connection and belonging to meaningful things so that we can better impact our employees, customers, and communities and business serves its purpose as building a better community by doing the things that it does very, very well.
0: Belonging, meaning, purpose, uh, impact. You know, these are all the types of ideas that I want to just infuse into the, the common vocabulary of every leader <laughs> uh, in yeah. the world, you know, and I, I love it. I love what you're saying. And I I completely agree. I think uh, we, there's really missed opportunity Uh, In many organizations, I would suggest probably most organizations, most jobs with most people and most workers um, to really clearly identify the employee value proposition in in these terms, right? What is the difference you're going to be able to make in the business, in your team, in the world, in your community? What uh, impact will you have? Uh, how are you, what connections can you make? How are you, do you meaningfully belong? Like, is it truly an inclusive and belonging environment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of these are key components to employee value proposition in the modern world of work. Uh, gone are the days where you just simply, you know, have a job posting, you know, you're a cool company to work for, you you have a good salary and people just flock to you. Like there, some companies, I suppose, still have that happening, but for the most part that's not the world of work we live in that's not the current labor market you have to have a clear employee value proposition and people are demanding flexibility they're demanding um, meaning and purpose they're they're they, they're not putting up with bad bosses they're not putting up with inequities in unfairness and all of those sorts of things and they want to be able to do something that honors their lived experience as a holistic person, like a whole person with all the different aspects of their lives, coupled with the cool things they can do in their career. And, you know, to help the company to bring value to the market, but also to develop themselves and to grow into their career. That's what employees need. That's what they want. And, you know, we have a choice. Are we going to be able to provide that uh, for them? Uh, It's an act of choice. And, and unfortunately many organizations you know, are kind of falling back on kind of the old tropes and the old mentality and the old mindset. And they're going to miss out on the best talent because of it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we, we clearly the leadership team has the responsibility to spark this and kick it off um, and create this ability for employees to to create connections and belonging. Um, but again, that's only half of the road. I mean, we talked about employees having responsibility and leadership having responsibility. So now, Maybe we should switch to employees. You kind of need to open your eyes and change the lens by which you look at work, because, um, you know, work is really the most obvious place for employees to find um, their, you know, their their uh, their purpose because they're spending most of their time. And, uh, you know, you work with students as, as I do as well. And sometimes the students seek to find the perfect role right out of college meaning that I'm going to go out and basically single-handedly solve climate change. And then everything else that they do would be a disappointment. And um, I try to bring a message to them. And, and um, there's, there's this, par- I call this the parable of the trucker. And there's a trucker that's driving around every single day, eight hours a day, driving throughout the country, delivering things. And um, he's constantly thinking about what his purpose and meaning is in life. And you know, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, driving around, trying to figure out what his purpose is, thereby thinking that he's not finding his purpose doing what he's doing. And then one day he's driving down a road, a tree falls down, and it causes this huge backlog of traffic. He gets out of his truck, walks to the back of his truck, pulls out his chainsaw, cuts up the tree, hauls off all the, the, the wood opens up the freeway for people can go about their lives. And then he gets back in his truck and he starts thinking about what is my purpose? And the truth is, is his purpose was probably exactly what he's doing every single day. We don't need to overcomplicate our purpose. What we need to do is be looking inside our jobs that we're currently in. It doesn't mean we have to go find a new job. We can find purpose and meaning in our jobs. If the business provides the opportunity for for that meaning, then we are open to look for that meaning in what we're doing every day. We can come to this connection of meaning, and that's what we're seeking. So so many times we have this purpose and meaning discussion. People take this as that I need to go solve world hunger. I need to solve some, some huge thing, and that's just not practical. We can be making a meaningful impact by working closely with the people next to us on a job site putting on roofs and on a building somewhere. We just need to open our eyes to finding them purpose and meaning in what we do every day. And then we will come together and come to work more motivated every day. The company can actually see that and then reward, reward the employees. And it comes it becomes a symbiotic relationship, which I think is doable. Um, and we just have to get away from this whole balance thing, right? If we yeah. can really look at this as both sides coming together, maybe we want somewhat different outcomes
0: but the pathway there is the same. You know, as a manager, as a leader, I can reframe my approach to this whole debate around, you know, face-to-face work, hybrid work, remote work, what that correct quote unquote balance is, um, the, and the reality is that you you it, there's no one size fits all. There's no like set answer for everyone. It's going to depend on the organization, your team. It's going to depend on the individuals on your team, um, and as you said and as you alluded to, I, I'm a true believer that every single job has the potential to be infused with meaning and purpose (laughs) and autonomy and skill mastery and development and all of these things that motivate people that get them excited about work that bring meaning and purpose to their lives. Every job can have that. Every job can have it. I truly believe that if we are creative about work design and job design uh, and if, if, if we're willing to challenge our preconceived notions, you know, just because it's the way it's always been done, you know, before the pandemic, it was always this face to face, do these things, check these boxes, mm-hmm. you know, this amount of butt time, butt and seat, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's the way we always did it. So that's the way we're continuing to do it. If that's the mentality we're stuck in, then we're, I think we're missing this whole conversation around meaning and purpose and work-life blend and, and. And in, in infusing um, that meaning and purpose into every job, uh, because if we design jobs well, I'm a, a believer that every single job, every single person that works for us can have the potential to have that meaning and purpose to enrich their entire lives. It doesn't mean everyone will take that opportunity right? Um, because they still have to choose to to lean into that and to accept it and to, you know, to 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 put the effort in to have the meaning and purpose. But I believe that we as employers and as leaders can help every single job to have the opportunity for that meaning and purpose. If we'll just be creative, if we'll get out of our own way and challenge our preconceived notions and the assumptions about how things have to be, because it's always
1: been that way. Yeah. You you had said something a minute ago about um, employers just kind of going through the process and, and doing this, in um, managing the way we used to manage, and that's not going to work anymore. We know that, and we were we were moving down that path pre-COVID, but um, it just it just basically accelerated everything. So right now, you know, it's it's really the business leaders' responsibility to create an environment that allows people to pursue their human potential through work. Now, at the same time, we as leaders may be sparking that potential through work, but some people's potential can't be sparked. Through our role, through working for our companies, so then in their best interest, we need to help them find another path if that path isn't through our organization. So what I'm saying here is not about um, you know lifetime guaranteed employment. This is about finding a mix and a match where we can pursue our potential together. And if an employee is not willing to pursue their human potential through this role, and we're we're not connecting. There's probably a better place for them to do that. And that's the nice, especially about today's environment. The nice thing is, is there's plenty of options for people to go find their meaning through work, and it doesn't doesn't have to be my company. And um, if we have yeah. the uh, if a plat, if we have the structural platform in a business where we we want have meaning, we've identified clear culture, we have a, cle- uh, a connected strategic platform, we engage others in the pursuit of something meaningful we start connecting employees at the grassroots level if we do all these things and that's not right for somebody i guarantee you we have a line of people just knocking on the door saying i I want some of that let me in and we don't have to worry about this thing called the great resignation if we are doing this whole you know we call it a blended company right if we have a blended company and we're connecting all these facets we don't necessarily necessarily have to worry about you know who's here and who's not here because the people that stay will be the people that want to be there. We don't have to, we don't have to be all things for everybody.
0: Yeah. Well said, Dan, Dan, it has just been a real pleasure. The time has flown by again. Um, I'm going to have to let you go here in a minute, but before we wrap things up again for today, I just want to give you a chance to share with the audience, how they can connect with you and find out more about your work uh, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah, this is uh, great, I, I love chatting with you because you just, you get me really excited about this topic and um but, uh, you know, Blendification, really, you know, our website, Blendification.com, I did a TED Talk on this, too, um, a few years ago um, called The Blendification of Work and Life Builds Communities. That's a nice little reference. Um, we built software, actually, to do this for companies because we, uh, we had a consulting practice and I, and I felt like we never could touch everybody in the company through consulting, traditional consulting. So we built software that actually does everything we used to do at the executive level, but now the person that we hired yesterday for essentially $22 an hour can now have access to the same level of uh, motivation and engagement and, and growth and development. So it's really about putting this in the hands of everyone in the company so that we can create a blended company. And uh, you can check that out on our, on our website, but man, if anybody has any um topics of conversation, just send me an email at dan.bruder at blendification.com. I'd love to chat with anybody about this because this topic is super motivating. And I think it's the pathway to creating a greater society.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Dan. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Dan can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. That you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.